Jai Jai Sichetana Jai Anichananda Jai Advaita Changa Jaya Oda Bhakta Vinda Jai Jai Sichetana Jai Anichananda Jai Advaita Changa Jaya Gora Bhakta Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 So we discussed the verse of the uh, Mahabharata from the Dhanodharma Parva and Suvarna Varna He Mangu Varangas Changanunga Di Sanyasa Krit Chama Shantu Nista Shantiparayana. In his early pastimes, he appears as a householder with a golden complexion. His limbs are beautiful, and his body, smeared with the pulp of sandalwood, seems like molten gold. In his later pastimes, he accepts the sannyas order, and he is equipoised and peaceful. He is the highest abode of peace and devotion, for he silences the impersonalist non-devotees. Mm. Hare Krishna. Oh. Yes, so. So Lord Chaitanya taking sannyas. Lord Chaitanya swam across, across the Ganga at night and made it to the ashram of Kesava Bharati. And as he came, as he came to that, that ashram, uh, at 3 a.m. in the morning, uh, he prepared for taking sannyas. And it said that there were somehow or other uh, as, as the situation unfolded and as he was preparing to take sannyas and as his head was being shaved, the barber, he, he couldn't shave, he couldn't do it. But somehow or other, his head did it anyway. And so, and, pe and many people appeared. Uh, some accounts say that there were a million people or more. It said that the barber who had shaved him gave up his profession and that after that, right, he never again, never again did this work. The hair of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was placed in a samadhi and later, later, after the departure from this world, the body of the barber was placed in the samadhi next, 
next to that hair of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we can still visit that place in, uh, in Katwa. Uh, so all these people, they were shocked and abhorred that, that this wonderful young man, that he was cutting his hair, that the Supreme Personality of Godhead was taking sannyas. Who wants to see the Supreme Lord as a sannyasi? Such rigid vows. And uh, so I have a few, uh, few notes I want to share with you. So the, uh, first of all, let's get into the uh, etymological meaning of the word sannyas. Um, it can be broken up in three syllables. Um, it's a compound word. And the word san means, means collective. Uh, ni means down. And, and asa means to... To, to, to cast off, to, to throw, or, or to put. So, niyas means to put down or to, to throw off. Uh, so, uh, so one could, could say just to put it all down, leave everything. Uh, that's what it means. So this is uh, is quite quite a vow. Uh, um, at the time in in Bengal, uh, sannyas was only only given in the uh, in the Sankara Sampradaya. In the Chaitanya Charitamrita, it is explained that after after Nimai had returned from uh, from Gaya, and he had been initiated by Iswarapuri, that then he was a changed man. From that time on, Nimai was totally absorbed in a mood of bhakti. Uh, uh, showing ecstatic symptoms, great separation. And, and now, uh, Nimai, uh, he started to behave differently. He could no longer teach his Sanskrit classes because he explained every word, every word to mean Krishna. And no one could argue with him because he was so expert uh, but still, uh, the students complained to, their, to, to his teacher, Gangadas Pandit, who told him, Nimai, please teach properly. Uh, but Nimai could no longer, could no longer conform to any external uh, duty. He now was just totally dedicated. Uh, uh, to to worshiping Krishna, and then what happened is this, is that it carried on, 
And, uh, and then uh, as Nimai is, uh, is in that state of being absorbed, one day uh, Nimai was in the mood of, of the gopis in great separation of, of Krishna. And so he was chanting, gopi, gopi. And Krishna is, as we know, is uh, in his dealings with the gopis, is sometimes acting like a lampato. Uh, in the Tsikshastakam, it is mentioned like this. Aslishva padaratam pinastamam darshanam amatam kurutva yatava vadadadu lampato mad prananatas tu seivinapara. It is says whether you make me uh, whether you you fulfill all my desires or make me broken hearted. Uh, uh, it's like you're always my master unconditionally. Krishna in that verse is described as lampato, which means he's unreliable. Um, because although Srimata Radharani is his dedicated, faithful servant, uh, Krishna is not always acting like that. Krishna is sometimes uh, turning to Chandravali. And when that is coming out, then Srimata Radharani doesn't, uh, doesn't want to speak to, to this unreliable debauchee. Well, so uh, one day when Nimai was in a state of ecstasy, he was chanting, the name Gopi, Gopi, Gopi. So some uh, local Brahmin boys, they were thinking that Nimai Pandit was intense because Nimai Pandit used to, uh, used to fight and argue with everyone. Even sometimes boys would physically fight. So when Nimai uh, was chanting gopi gopi then these students these brahmin students said what is this what are you chanting gopi gopi uh, that is not proper you should the scriptures say you should chant the name of krishna at that mood uh, chaitanya mahaprabhu at that moment was in a mood of anger in the mood of radharani in anger towards krishna so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, when he heard the name Krishna, he picked up a stick and chased these, these boys. Then they became very upset. And they gathered all together with some other boys, all from Brahmin families. And they said, who does he think he is? Uh, we are also from Brahmin families. We will not accept this. Right? Who does he think he is that he can treat us to this? like that, we will teach him a lesson. Some people told Nimai about that and that he'd better be careful. Uh, so then, uh, then he was thinking to himself, no, no, 
Now my mission is not successful. After all, he was the Supreme Personality of God in his thinking. Then he thought, if I will take sannyas, then, then they will respect me. And they will bow down to me. Then they will be able to be delivered. Otherwise, now they're making offenses. Otherwise, I see no hope for their deliverance. So therefore, it is said that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took sannyas out of a strategy, a strategy to, uh, <clears throat> to deliver um, the, uh, all those who were disrespecting him and, and avoiding him. Hmm. And the idea was when he would take sannyas, then at least they would bow down to him. And because of that, begin their devotional service. And then uh, their agyata sukriti, their unknown spiritual advancement. And in that way, they would also be delivered. That is the reason that is given in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. Uh, there's another reason given in the, uh, in the Chaitanya Mangal. In the Chaitanya Mangal, it is described how at the time of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's sannyas, Sachi Devi, uh, she was sitting in the doorway. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he got up from bed um, the night before. Um, somehow or other, he had, had eaten his, his favorite. Uh, he had eaten some very nice preparation of, of, of Loki and milk, um, which somehow or other was given to Sachi Devi. First, the vegetable was offered, then uh, someone else brought the milk, and then Sachi Devi cooked it, and it was like a wonderful meal. So he ate that meal, and then immediately after, um, he went to sleep. And as he was lying and apparently sleeping, uh, then two hours before the end of the night, he got up from bed. And as he was going out of the door, Sachimata was sitting there at the doorway. In the Chaitanya Manga, Sila Lochandas Thakur describes that a whole discussion unfolded between, uh, between Nimai and his mother. And uh, she said, so you are leaving. You are going to take sannyas. And then she gave many reasons why not. And he argued back and it went back and forth. And she presented more arguments and he presented more counter arguments and up. Up and down it went until finally he said, Mother, is it true? Is it true that a son, a son should care for his parents? Then is it true that according to, that a son should go into the world and make a fortune and bring that back to his parents? Yes, Sati Devi said, yes. He said, then then I must go and get the fortune of love of God and get back 
to you. To that, she didn't know what to say. And he slipped past her and left home. All right, so in this way, in Chaitanya Mangal, there's also an internal purpose described, which is, is a very important purpose. Um, taking sannyas to attain love of God. Um, the sannyas of the impersonalist to just cast off everything, the, to, to rigidly uh, renounce and renounce. Uh, it seems to be uh, so different from the, the Vaishnav spirit of sannyas. Uh, because the, when, uh, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was uh, meeting with the uh, sannyasis, the Mayavad sannyasis in uh, Varanasi, uh, then by some arrangement of Chandrasekhar and Tapan Misra, they all came together. And then the question was asked, right? the question was asked um, by Prakashan and the why are you avoiding us? You are uh, one of us. You are duly initiated in in in, in our order as a sankaracharya. So why are you avoiding our company? And why are you keeping the company of 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 sentimental men and just chanting uh, the, uh, the the holy name of, of uh, chanting of Krishna which is you know not really the process the process that a sannyasi is supposed to follow is to study the Vedanta Sutra uh, which is the essence of all Vedanta and in this way um, to cut to cut with the sword of knowledge it was knowledge that they used as their main means. So constantly the impersonalist sannyasi is casting off any attachment to the material energy on the strength of, of deeper knowledge, even although the forms and tastes and experiences of this world uh, may, may attract his mind and senses but firmly fixed in strong intelligence by constantly again hearing uh, his transcendental knowledge, he will cut, he will cut this, uh, this attachment. Mm. When Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took sannyas, um, it was a little different, uh, a little I'd say, uh, the, the idea, or at least Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu um, chanted the mantra, itam sastaya paratmanistam adyasitam purvatamir mahatbi aham tarisyami durantaparam tamamukundangi nisevayeva. He chanted that mantra, the mantra that one can cross over the ocean of uh, material existence, the ocean of nescience, uh, by the boat 
of, of the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead or devotional service to the lotus feet of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And uh, that the sannyasi should have this paratmanista, this uh, very firm determination uh, to just engage all his energy in service to the feet of the Lord. So service to the feet of the Lord is, is not just based on, uh, on determination. That's maybe a beginning, but it is also based on, on serving on great attraction, on the ruchi. One is attracted to the Supreme Lord because of his wonderful qualities. In other words, there is, there is love. And at the same time, <clears throat> there is casting off, casting off anything, anything that is not favorable for that, for cultivating that love of Krishna. And that there is, is no other love. Uh, that is also mentioned in uh, just one minute. Quickly, this I have to look up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so passing away of Bismadev. And uh, Bismadev basically came to the point that there was no room for for any other love. And I'm quickly looking if I can come across it. I didn't look this one up before, and I should have. Anyhow, uh, I'll, I'll uh, find this for you. The, um, that, that exclusive focus and where the heart becomes filled with love for, for Krishna. And that that is all there is and that there is nothing else and there is no room for, for any other love. That is maybe a little puzzling. It means that the love, um, the love for this world is no longer there. When a man develops his love for God, how can he care about the love for this world? His love of God, though, is not limited to just 
God. It is, it is love that also relates to the creation of the Supreme Lord, to all living beings. And therefore, there is also love for all living beings. Uh, and in this way, um, he develops this mood of Vasudeva Tumbakam, that the whole world, uh, the whole world is his family. He becomes the caretaker of all, the well-wisher of all. Prabhupada gave that example. Why this child? This child is sitting on your lap. Uh, oh, you are stroking it, caressing it. Why? Oh, this is my son. Yes, I love him. All right. But why you just love him? Why you don't love just any other boy from the street? He said, no, no, no. Because I don't know. Uh, these beggars, no. Go away. This is my son. Yes, no. All, all are equal. All are, all are there. All are equal. All are, are equally uh, part of uh, of Krishna, of Krishna's energy, and all our people are meant are meant to be with Krishna. Um, in this regards, uh, I'm thinking of the uh, of the uh, six Goswamis and the Sat Goswami uh, Astaka from Srinivas Acharya, Krishna, Kirtana, Gana, Nartana, Pro, Primam, Ritamboni, De. That the uh, six Goswamis, they were always absorbed in this ocean of transcendental love. And uh, the topic of the ocean of transcendental love is a very important topic. Um, because if we visualize that, then we see that uh, it is between Krishna and his devotee, there is love in Krishna, and between Krishna and unlimited devotees, there is love. And these devotees, they also love one another because of their extraordinary, uh, because they see great qualities, they see the devotional qualities in them. They, there is genuine love because they appreciate they appreciate their goodness. They appreciate their their kindness. They appreciate their compassion. They appreciate their eagerness. They appreciate the enthusiasm in other devotees. They appreciate the creativity that devotees have in serving Krishna. And in this way, they genuinely love other devotees because they love their wonderful qualities and their wonderful activities. And so, and these qualities are growing and increasing. And in this way, um, the relationship grows deeper and, and, and I'm becoming more and more heartfelt. So this is the Prema Amritambo, the Prema Sagra. In Krishna, he also, his love also grows as he sees how the love in his devotees is growing. Mm -hmm. And in Sisi Adi 4, there is 
the reference that that there's a competition between the qualities of Simata Radharani, this, the qualities of Krishna, and the love of Simata Radharani, and that each time Radharani discovers a new quality of Krishna, because his qualities are unlimited, and as soon as she discovers that, she loves that quality also, and her love increases for Krishna. And then there's another quality, and her love is increasing. And in this way, and when the then we can add, when the devotees see then that the, that the love in Srimata Radharani is increasing, then they are more and more amazed by the qualities of Srimata Radharani and, and how deep is her love for Krishna. And, and they are just, just totally looking in, in, in deep love and appreciation for Srimata Radharani whose love is just increasing. And, and, and so, and Radharani sees how the love of, the, of these devotees, of the devotees, for her and for Krishna is increasing, and her love for them is increasing. And they see from each other how the love is increasing, and their love is increasing. And behind them, there are other devotees. Who are they bringing? So in this way, and everyone is bringing bringing others, everyone. Um, and we see uh, that Srimata Radharani takes greater pleasure in bringing devotees to Krishna than in herself coming to Krishna. Uh, and so we see that whole spirit in the, uh, in the Sankhita movement of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. There's no difference uh, in bringing the greatest pleasure in bringing others to Krishna because we see not only from, hey, I feel really good because I've done a good deed now, I have brought someone to Krishna. No, it's like, I feel really good because I see that by bringing someone to Krishna, that the love in someone is growing. And therefore, uh, my love for that person is also growing. In this way, a sannyasi, in a Vaishnava sannyasi, is Vasudeva Kutumbakam. The whole world, the whole world becomes his family. Um, Vaishnava sannyas then is based on uh, on love. It is based on uh, on um, and that that's increasing and growing, and he operates in that way. Uh, oh yes, he is also giving transcendental knowledge. Oh yes, uh, he is also uh, he is also very careful in dealing with Maya. Um, there is no doubt that Maya is very strong and Maya is, is all-pervading. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur is explaining that Maya is not only... It is like being in a, in a war, in a battle. And it is not only that we are in one place and Maya 
is in another position. Uh, he says, no, just like in a war, uh, there are spies who are infiltrating in our own ranks. And therefore, in the same way, uh, Maya is not only without us, Maya is also within. Uh, and there is the Praksipatmika Shakti and the Avranatmika Shakti. And there is already Maya within us. Uh, not only does she know our, our most secret thoughts, and not only can she throw us temptations that exactly are uh, dealing with, uh, with our most secret desires. No, more so, Maya also knows. Uh, Maya has already conquered, uh, conquered part of us. For how long have we been in the grip of Maya? Then we receive transcendental knowledge and we have cast off, cast off our, uh, our connections with, with Maya. We cut. We cut our bad habits. We lost our faith. Uh, by transcendental knowledge, we lost our faith in, in the sense objects, in the Visai, uh, in Rupa, Rasa, Ganda, Sparsa, in Sabda, uh, in form, taste, touch, sound, and smell. Uh, we've lost our faith in these things. And in all these varieties of this world, we see the limits of, of, the, of the material enjoyment, uh, that it is temporary and that it is never enough uh, because we know we are intrinsically different from this material energy. Yeah. And know that the material energy Matter can never fulfill the heart. Only the Supreme Personality of Godhead can fulfill the heart because matter is the shadow of spirit. And we are spirit. So when we are attracted to matter, it is because it resembles spirit. But only spirit, uh, only spirit can really can really attract us. So, in this way, we are uh, we are focused, uh, focused, armed with transcendental knowledge. We see deeper, deeper than the externals. We see deeper, and we see no. This enjoyment is is temporary. And it can never fulfill the true need because all these objects in this world are just the reflection of the original spiritual energy. Therefore, um, it is the shadow. Yes. Just like, a, just like a man may see the shadow of a of a beautiful woman, and he may see her shape and form, 
and his mind may become attracted. But his desire is to embrace, but he cannot embrace a shadow. So all there is in the material world is shadows. And the real tastes are not here. The real tastes are in the spiritual world. This is transcendental knowledge. So in Nista, um, we have become thoroughly rooted, thoroughly rooted in transcendental knowledge. And attraction to Krishna has also developed. Therefore, we are very firm, firm in our faith and just renouncing, renouncing the material energy. Um, in Nista, we go forward and say, Yes, the purification uh, of anartas has, has carried on. We've given up sense gratification. We have no faith, uh, no faith in sex. Um, but maya is not only without. Maya may also be within. And Maya has already conquered. Uh, since we are in the material world, Anadi Bariyamukha, since time immemorial. So Maya has already conquered part of our consciousness. And therefore, uh, we are uh, on guard. So the sannyasi is, is careful in dealing with Maya. And the sannyasi is not thinking, I am, I am beyond, I am beyond the influence of, of the illusory energy. Uh, there might still be uh, parts, parts of my consciousness, hidden crevices, hidden in hidden corners uh, that are still conquered by Maya. Maybe on the surface, huh? I have given up everything. But what about those things, uh, those little parts of my consciousness that might still be conquered by Maya? And then we're still uh, dormant material desire is, is waiting. And when suddenly confronted with the opportunity, um, then those desires may suddenly flare up in full strength. And then, um, and then maybe one could become overwhelmed. And apicet sudra charo bhajate mamananya bhak sadriva samanta vyasamik vyavasita isaha. Then even, even a, a, a saintly person could fall down to abominable activity. So in order to make sure that that not, that that, that if there is such remnants inside, the sannyasi is very careful. He's very careful. Um, he is, is, is therefore adhering to external rules. He's therefore adhering 
through an external culture of reservation. Therefore, he's always careful in his, always reserved in his dealings with women. The Mayavari Sanyasi is in a, in a more difficult position because the, the Mayavari Sanyasi, he doesn't have the higher taste. Uh, he only, all he has is knowledge and he only looks philosophically why uh, why it doesn't make sense to become attracted to the material energy. And even if he feels the attraction, he just has to reason with himself. Um, so it is a more, more rigid, more difficult process. So the Mayavadis are even more, you have to even, uh, they have to even keep more aloof. The Vaishnava Sannyasi, the Vaishnava Sannyasi is coming forward in love. He brings love. He brings the, uh, he brings the genuine love for Krishna. Um, where else should our love be reposed? Hmm. Love in this world? Yes, that love is there. Um, but love based on the body between a man and a woman expressed in an embrace. Then that love producing a child uh, and then part of you is living in that child and you and and, and love is there and you give your child the best you can and try and that child is so fortunate because it begins where you left off uh, that you can save that child from going through all the confusion that we had to go through before we finally figured it out. You know, here, I'm giving you, I'm giving you the proper understanding, my child. I'll give you a better chance than I ever had out of love. And so we bring up our children and, um, and it is beautiful. But then, these children break our hearts. They don't become what we wanted them to become. And we have to adjust and accept. Say, anyway, as long as they are happy. Uh, and so, uh, but this is no system Ayavadi Sanyasi. No, this is illusion. The child is not your child. The child is simply a soul who is now temporarily under your care due to some karmic connection. And then, uh, and then time will separate you and the bond that is so strong now over time will just disappear. Yes, says the Vaishnav Sanyasi. Yes, yes, that is correct. I agree. That is also our philosophy. We are in agreement on this point. But there is something else. 
ah, I can give that child the greatest gift. I can give that child devotional service to Krishna, which is eternal. I can give this child eternal benefit. I can bring up this child. It's ten. Ten. If that is your philosophy, then why? Why do you take sannyas? Then why, why not just stay in family life? And yes, in family life, cast off the sinful activity, cast off the material entanglement, just connect it all with Krishna and your household life becomes liberating and becomes perfect. And then why? If, if that is possible, then why take sannyas? If the husband is a devotee, if the wife is a devotee, if the children are devotees, if all that's eaten is only prasadam, if deities are worshipped in the house, if, if there's kirtan, and they all play musical instruments, then why? Why not just stay in the household ashram? Well, why not? Yes, there's a good chance that one can go back to Godhead from that household ashram. Oh, yes. And if, if one is careful and properly follows the standards of the ashram, yes, then one avoids material activities. Of course, everyone deals with the remnants um, that are hidden in the crevices, in the cracks that are hidden in the, in the corners in our consciousness. Uh, everyone. And sometimes the material desires come even a bit to the forefront. Not so hidden. So, Maya has two potencies. One is the covering potency, known as Avaranatmika Shakti. The other one is the throwing potency, known as Prapsekatmika Shakti. So, the throwing potency is the temptation. The Avaranatmika Shakti is is the maya that's already within our consciousness, that's already there. Uh, that which has already been conquered by maya, where we think that, well, but maybe, mm, I know philosophically it doesn't make sense. I know, I know that there's, that all the enjoyment in this material world is temporary. I know that, and that it cannot really fulfill the soul because it is, it is of an inherent material energy of an inherent different nature than the, um, than the soul. The soul is spirit, and therefore 
cannot be satisfied with the sham reflections of the material world, can only be satisfied with the spiritual energy. I know, I know. But then again, this material energy looks so good. And, and how long can I wait? The spiritual world seems so far away. I need something now. So this temptation is there in the life of a Vaishnava. And the Vaishnava has to be firm. And the Vaishnava has to say no. No. On the strength of transcendental knowledge. Now I say no. Uh, when the combination of the Avaranatvika Shakti, of the of of the maya that's already within and that has already covered some of my consciousness combines with the temptations, the prapsekatmika shakti, the temptations that are thrown, then, uh, then I am weak. Then I'm fighting. Then there is inner turmoil. Um, so the Vaishnava will say. Then, knowledge is the answer. As one becomes more purified, uh, and the influence of the Avaranatmika Shakti within is, is, minimized, is minimized by the process of devotional service, then... Uh, yeah, then it becomes easier. So Nista is described as this stage. Srila Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur is explaining that in the earlier stages of bhakti, um, he said our bhakti is localized and very small. He says our bhakti is very small and localized, and maya is all-pervading. Um, says, even in the process of Nartanivriti, Maya is still uh, all present, and our bhakti is just very, very small. So the image of our bhakti being an island in an ocean of Maya. Mm. But gradually, our, our island is growing, and Maya... At Nista, Maya is at some distance, not so much in your face anymore. So, the Avaranatmika Shakti, now the Maya within has minimized. And because the Maya within has minimized, therefore, yes, therefore, it becomes a little easier to deal with the temptations. Uh, because the desire within is, is, is less. But Maya is still there. And who knows uh, what is still, what little Anartha is still hidden there in some, some corner. Uh, even in Nista, it says 60, 70% purified. Even in so even in Ruchi, uh, as Ruchi begins to develop, as taste begins to develop, as 
हम अशक्ति डीप अटैचमेंट इज लाइक द अटैचमेंट टू कृष्ण गोज डीप अंदर होल कॉन्शियसनेस एंड इन बाबा इट बिकम्स ओवरवेल्म्ड बट वी सी भारत महाराज हु वाज इन बाबा ही वाज distracted by a little deer and gave up his sadhana and then eventually um fell down hmm so traces traces may remain um traces it is stated in uh, bhakti rasamrita sindhu that traces of of previous vaishnava of aparad are still playing a part in bhava and therefore there's still a sense of suffering uh, whereas in in prem uh everything is just one is in that ocean of transcendental love mm. so shri chaitanya mahaprabhu took sanyas and shri chaitanya mahaprabhu immediately upon taking sanyas showed this incredible outburst of love of god after the ceremony was completed he just jumped up in the air and danced in prem in 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 total ecstasy uh, but at the same time uh, he we also see that shri chaitanya mahaprabhu gave a very strict example of sanyas he would uh he would uh when jagadananda pandit wanted to offer wanted to offer him a mattress because he was sleeping on the floor and and also i mean not only that it's hard the floor but it's also cold from the floor and he wanted to give him some some mattress but chitanya mahaprabhu would just sleep on the ground chitanya mahaprabhu uh was uh was was showing a very rigid um a rigid example of of following sanyas strictly uh strictly adhering to all these external rules and regulations mm. one can argue and one can say he did so because he was uh showing the world you know that the instant institution of sanyas is sacred and that such uh, such uh, things are to be upheld very strictly so as a as a teacher to the world as a world teacher he was doing so mm of course yes but um a sanyasi um will do so even the vaishnav sanyasi will do so uh will always remain formal in his dealings with the opposite sex uh, the sanyasi is very strict about his association uh, he will uh he will uh uh associate with the votis he will avoid the association jana sanga uh, he will avoid such jana sanga 
mm, such worldly association because he knows that that could spoil his uh, his bhakti worldly association can uh, can reinforce our uh, avranatmika influence uh, can reinforce the influence the attachments the subtle attachments that are still remaining within the consciousness uh, therefore one should always, a, a devotee in general and a sannyasi, uh, should always keep himself or herself in good association, in the association of other devotees. A sannyasi also, uh, and a sannyasi even more strict. A sannyasi basically uh, is giving up all sense gratification. Uh, other than the sense enjoyment that comes along with devotional service, uh, relishing the taste of of prasadam. Mm, oh yes, but even there we see that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was strict. When uh, Advaita Acharya. Uh, after just after Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had taken sannyas, was inviting, uh, inviting the Lord to come to his. Uh, just one minute. Can I? Can you take care of this Mahaprasad? Hare Krishna. So the uh, so yes, this uh, this sannyas is like a very uh, amazing uh, amazing thing um, because a sannyasi vows sannyas vows sannyas casting down everything. That everything means, for the Vaishnava, all sense gratification, other than that which comes automatically uh, with devotional service. So Lord Chaitanya was invited by Advaita Acharya after sannyas and and uh, for lunch. He said, "Please, you know, like uh, accept uh, prasadam in my house." It is said that a sannyasi is not lighting any fire and that a sannyasi is just begging some alms from a, from a house and once a day, and he should also not calculate, he's just uh, beg from a brahmana's house, but so that sure that everything is vegetarian in the house, but uh, he can in this way, eat whatever is cooked on fire, but he himself will not light a fire. No. We see that Chaitanya 
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, just give me a little sock and some rice, little rice, some spinach, that's all. Uh, and certainly not like uh, very opulent foodstuffs um, because Okay, it says the pushings of the senses, tongue, belly, genitals, and whatever we eat, uh, if we eat very opulent food stuff, then that will also agitate the senses and ultimately the genital and sex desire. So the sannyasi will eat simple. Um, uh, said uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to Raghunandas Goswami, eat simple. By simple eating, one can become uh, purified. So in that way, um, it was happening. Lord Chaitanya, we see that in his sannyas. So he was following the externals very strictly. Uh, no, Lord Chaitanya's case, not, not required, but for any other person, whether required or not required, uh, whether, just to be on the safe side. Uh, so when a sannyasi deals with the objects of sense gratification, he'll be careful. Uh, when dealing with, with a person of the opposite sex, then there is the potential for sex attraction on the male and female level. So sannyasi, whether he may above, be above it or not, he'll adhere to certain external principles um, of reservation, um, just not to wake up whatever uh, is still covered, not to wake up any sleeping dogs, so to speak. Um, Mm. Yeah, one might say, can one go back to Godhead with sleeping dogs? Or must all dogs be removed from the consciousness? What if there are traces of anatta remaining in one's consciousness? Can one go back to Godhead? And, or, and even more so, can one act as a guru? And can one take others back to Godhead? Oh. Well, I, to both questions, I would say yes. <clears throat> to the first question, I would say, can one uh, rise above, uh, above the material energy, even if there are lingering sleeping material desires. Sleeping means one is not acting on it, one is not cultivating. Yes, it says that, um, that one who is, is having two feet in the material world and his eyes on the spiritual world, um, that he is also, uh, also a liberated soul in the Bhakti Sandarbha. He's also liberated. And, and therefore, and if, if, if he faithfully, then if he faithfully delivers 
transcendental knowledge, yes, then he can also be a via media of that transcendental knowledge. Then, in, in what adhikar, canistamadyam uttam adhikari, would such a person be placed? Well, that depends. Again, because if we say, where does, the big question is, where, what is our definition of uttama adhikari? Where does it begin? Where does uttama begin? On the scale from Srada to Prem. First there's Srada, faith. Then there is uh, Sadhu Sangha. Then there is association with devotees. Then there's Bhajana Kriya, regulated process. Then there's Anartanaviti, purifying the heart. Then there is Nista, firm determination. Then there is Ruchi, taste. Then there's Ashakti, deep, uh, deep, deep attachment. Then there's Bhava, ecstasy. And then there's Prem, love of God. So, what about it? Hmm? What about it? Then, hmm, Where does Uttama Adhikari begin? That is a big question. Mm. Um, Prem, surely Uttama Adhikari. Generally, Bhava is, is considered Uttama Adhikari. Uh, Uttama, beyond Tamas. Yes. Um, Srila Bhaktivedo Thakur in his Tattva Viveka gives a definition where he places Ruchi, he establishes Ruchi as the beginning of Uttama Adhikari. So that, I'm online, online. So, Uttama Adhikari, he establishes that Uttama Adhikari is the uh, position of, uh, of of being free from the influence of the material nature. Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur places this at Ruchi, um, of having great taste. Now one might say there may be some of that Avaranatmika influence still there some remnants, yes. And even at Ashakti, at least according to the Madhurya Kadambini, we see that the influence of Maya is still there. So at Ruchi, Maya is now at a greater distance. Uh, it is at Ashakti, it is said, Maya uh, is on the horizon, yes, practically. And at Bhava, Maya has become a shadow. Prem, totally absent. So when we're speaking about Maya, we're speaking now about the internal effect of Maya. Hmm. So that is very interesting. Um, so if, so that, because that means Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur has just placed those who are in Ruchi as Shakti and in Bhava, in, uh, 
in the Uttama category and that there is still uh, some possibility of Maya according to Vishnu Chakravarti Thakur. Yes. So these are uh, interesting considerations. Then, uh, but if a person remains firmly fixed, firmly fixed uh, on, as Paratmanista, on serving the lotus feet of the Lord uh, and is in these advanced stages, then he's also Uttama, then he's also liberated. Uh, uh, to say it in a more simple way, the Kanista, the main focus is on the material energy, but there is Krishna also. There is faith in Krishna. But at the same time, all the things that happen in the material energy, uh, the ups and downs, the, uh, the temptations, the attractions, these are all very important. For the Madhyam, the Madhyam has lost faith in the material energy. The Madhyam has full faith in Krishna, but the Madhyam may still have to... Uh, still has to deal with uh, with avaranatmika with uh, with old habits stored within uh, within the heart within the consciousness mm. but the taste for krishna the taste for hearing about krishna the taste for serving krishna the taste for chanting krishna's name uh, the taste or anything to do with, with Krishna, or Krishna and his tadiya, that taste, um, that taste for that whole transcendental dimension of devotional service, uh, which makes anything material look bleak. Uh, imagine some ordinary food that doesn't have, that doesn't have any eternal dimension, um, spiritual life, everything has that eternal dimension. In this way, in this way, one is, is deeply attracted to that eternal dimension, addicted. Anything without it now looks bleak and meaningless. The Mahadhyam is therefore resolute and determined. Um, and taste Taste is increasing day by day. Taste is there from day one, but it has to grow and grow and grow where it becomes, you know, predominant. Huh? Even in our first Shraddha, there is taste. Even in Sadhu Sangha, as we're in the new, a new devotee, there is taste, taste. But at one point, when we come to the stage of Ruchi, taste has now become predominant, now become the focus. And so, uh, with with and, and, and attachment and our attachment to Krishna was also growing uh, very quickly but now that attachment becomes just stronger and stronger and, 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 and begins to just take over and becomes predominant and, and, and so one grows through the stages and, and in this way the uh, one can be a via media. Um, it is also said uh, 
Guru Rupa, no, Guru Krishna Kripa Kurena Bhakti Kyan. Um, Guru Krishna Rupa Haya Shastra Praman Guru Rupa Krishna Kripa Karena Bhakta Gan. So this is Adi Lila chapter 1, text 45. And in that verse, um, we understand how, how it works. It is said that the, the Guru is the uh, representative of Krishna and it is through the Guru that Krishna delivers the disciple. So it is Krishna, the Guru is the via media and Krishna is acting through the Guru. So one who is actually uh, uh, in these stages can act, can act as a representative of Krishna and in the stages of, from this on Ruchi, starts Ruchi when in Ruchi one can in Nista, one can take sannyas, and from Ruchi on, one is Uttama Adhikari, and, and, and one can carry on and grow in his maturity, Adhikari, and one can be the via media of, of pure transcendental mercy and act as a spiritual master in this definition. And that then. Uh, is based on the principle, uh, as is explained in Bhakti Sandarbha, two feet in the material world, but one's eyes fixed on the spiritual world. Um, so what keeps the feet in the material world is the remnants of Avaranatmika, the, the remnants of previous aspects that are still covered in the consciousness. Um, Yes. And so uh, it is very interesting to, uh, to contemplate this topic. I took a little extra time to explain it. I wanted to round it off. Um, I'll carry on tomorrow and, uh, and discuss more about Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taking sadhyas and about the meaning of Vaishnava sadhyas. Thank you very, very much for being with us today. Hare Krishna.